Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with a good friend and coach, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing well. It's good to be back uh, with you. Uh, episode 175. I'm excited about it. Right on. You know, 174, we, we got started with some, I, I think, some pretty sobering information. Yeah. Uh, really telling us about the mental health crises that we are going through right now as a nation. And as you're reading those those stats off, it's coming back to in a moment. But I, I remember thinking, well, yeah, that's that's the average person. And then you got to pastors. I thought, well, pastors would be, it would be better. We're in the word. We're men and women of God. You know, we, we were in prayer. And instead of the stat getting better, it actually got worse. Yes. Um, so this is no joke. This is not something they are dealing with, whoever they are. This is us, man. This is the body of Christ. This is people listening to this podcast. So why don't you introduce us again and maybe recap uh, from one, uh, 174 as we get into 175. Okay. So, Jim, we uh, uh, the, the title of 174 was Become Your Own Best Friend. Uh, we're doing a two-parter on that. We're doing a whole series of pods on mental and emotional well-being, uh, primarily because we know this is something we need to touch on every year in the podcast yeah. and we like doing it at this time of the year because many many of our friends and like you said in the northern regions uh yeah. go through really struggle during the winter months with a shortened daylight a lot of cloudiness and uh don't seeing yeah. not seeing the sun very often um you know we talked in yeah. 174 about some really uh, sobering statistics from the cdc on suicide yeah. uh in july of 2020 uh they reported that one in four young adults ages 18 to 24 contemplated suicide due to the pandemic, which was a huge jump over the year prior. And then in December of 2020, 42% of Americans reported suffering with depression symptoms during the pandemic, which was wow. a huge jump from the year before, yeah. about a 400% increase. And unfortunately, as bad as that is, the rate of yeah. depression for pastors in our country is even higher. Uh, it's a 50%. Yeah. And so because we're so concerned wow. about what is happening to the yeah. well-being of leaders, we started last week by by laying the foundation to well-being, which is becoming, we believe, is becoming our own best friend uh, using the greatest commandment as our guide. Yeah. Love yeah. God with all of your heart. Love your neighbor in the same way that you love yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we looked at Jim, we looked at the first two ways or two ideas that uh, help us become our own best friend instead of our own worst critic. One was yeah. healthy self-talk. And boy, we spent a good amount of time really hammering home the foundational importance of that. I don't believe that anybody will get as whole as they possibly can mentally and emotionally if they don't get the self-talk piece. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. foundational. And then we talked uh, secondly last week about understanding the difference between self-care and selfishness. Self-care yeah. isn't the same thing as selfishness. Selfishness is not the same thing as self-care. And so if you want more uh, to, to see more of the unpacking of that or hear more of that unpacking, yeah. you can go to 174 and listen, because right. we took, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes talking about those two things. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Jim, I don't know if you have any thoughts about last week. Uh, if you yeah. can, uh, go ahead, and then we'll jump into well, that. The, the one thought that I have 
from last week is you talked about being your own best friend. But like, remember when David, like his camp got raided, his men wanted to kill him, his family been kidnapped. And the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. That, that sometimes, sometimes we, I mean, the one of the reasons we need to practice being our own best friend is there will be moments in every life where we're our only friend. Mm-hmm. And man, if you don't have you on your that's side, good. that's when, that's when the hopelessness of suicidal ideations, depression, that's, that, that it's just way too real then if you can't even fight the voice because you don't even like you anymore man you're you're in trouble so that self-talk knowing who god says you are believing in god and believing that god believes in you and saying only the things over yourself that god would say to affirm that calling that identity that purpose man it's vital um and and you can there's, there's a difference between having a bad day and not wanting to live like this and just not wanting to live anymore and, and I think I think that's one of the ways that we can we can discern that I need to love me if I'm going to love anybody else. But there will be days in every man's life, every woman's life where it feels like it may not be true, but it feels like I'm not only my best friend. I may be my only friend <laughs> at this moment. Everybody's mad at me. Everybody hates what I said. Everybody's leaving my church. Everybody's frustrated. And we, we better love ourselves uh, as Christ loves us or we will be cruising for a bruising. Yeah. And so today, uh, I'd like to unpack two more behaviors that I think will assist us in obeying the greatest commandment in its entirety. I, I, you know, I I think I've heard somebody say partial obedience isn't real obedience, and and I do think you know I I I think we could unpack that and have a great discussion about that. But um, I think I think um, many times that's true. Like uh, you know, if I obey two thirds of something, I'm not sure God's like totally pleased with that behavior. Like, okay, God, I'm going yeah. to do what you told me to do this one third. I don't like, or I don't understand, or it seems yeah. too hard. So I'm not going to do that part. Um, yeah. In my mind, I don't think that God sees that as, as legit, <laughs> a legit way of thinking. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here's two, here's two more um, uh, ways that we as people or leaders can become our own best friend. And that, and that is by embracing God's opinion of us. Um, you know, if you belong to Jesus, the Bible is full of wonderful things to say about you. Ephesians 1 5 says, In love he adopted you according to his will and pleasure. I love yeah. it. Uh yeah. Psalm 139 tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that God thinks about us more times than we can count, that we're always on his mind. Uh Romans 8 declares that we're more than conquerors and and i could yeah. keep going and i could give yeah, you going. a dozen yeah. two dozen three dozen more references but here's the bottom line god's opinion of you is that you're worth loving without strings attached that's his love opinion that. god created you so he could love you yeah not the other way around he didn't create yeah. you so you could love him yeah. he created you because he wanted to love you. John tells us we love him because he first loved us. Right. And just that thought that God, he didn't need my love. He didn't need my worship. God wasn't creating us out of some deficiency in his being. He created you and he created me so he could love us. And embracing that, Believing that 
rewiring your thinking in your brain to be convinced of that will help you become your own best friend. So what do you think about that third behavior, Jim? Um, For our watchers, it's, this is like a mic drop. Like that's it. You know, we could literally end the podcast right now and have done so much good. If people got what you just said, God, God, God created you to love you. You didn't create God. So you could feel loved. Yeah. I mean, God, your, your, your primary purpose in life is, is that right. To be loved, to be an object of the father's affections, his kindness, his goodness. It's that just turned this, this dangerous world into, uh, I don't know, in, into a father son project, a daddy daughter dance, mm-hmm. you know, that, that has a treasure map associated with it, where you get to find various points of goodness throughout your journey. It's a, uh, it just, it just changed the, the scope of reality. That's all you yeah. did today. You just changed. I feel like I'm jo- talking to Josh Spurlock. I thought a mic drop. That's a, that's a, that's a good one, John. And what's funny is it's biblically true. It's not a hope. It's not a wish. It's not a bumper sticker taken out of context. You know, it, that is, that is the highest of realities brought in the simplest of terms. And I'm grateful that you just did that. So let's go on to the next one. I think we can pivot uh, from that third one. So, so important. So huge. And here's the fourth one, Jim. I I think loving yourself, becoming your own best friend includes getting in touch with your soul, with the emotional and mental part of your being. Um, As Christians, we, uh, we know we're supposed to tend to our spirits, you know, so we, we spend time in the word, we pray, we worship, we gather with other fellow mm-hmm. believers uh, for teaching and, and fellowship and, and relationship building. Um, and, and, and that's important. And I think we know that uh, whether we do it or not, it's another thing, but I think we know it's important and part of the part of the, uh, uh, the drill when it comes to following the Lord. But I think where we get off the, you know, where we get off the trail, the rails is uh, on the, uh, on the uh, physical side. Sometimes we don't take good care of ourselves. And, sure. and, uh, and yet I think we know in a, in a way we should, where we're really uh, tend to be cloudy though, is in this area of our soul, our, our yeah. mind, our, our emotions, our, our thought patterns yeah. and the emotions we attach to those thought patterns. Um, you know, Proverbs 19 says this, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul. And, you know, the need for that, and I want to just take a minute to share my story real quick. Yeah, please. The need for understanding that getting in touch with my soul came home to me, Jim, 30 years ago. Um, at that time I had been a Christian for 18 years and a pastor for 12 um, yeah. And I understood the part of the commandment, the great commandment that had to do with loving God. Um, yeah. I, I, I understood that. I had a power encounter with Jesus at age 16 and uh, radically changed the direction of my life. And uh, so, and I was taught how to love God right away. And so right. loving right. him hasn't been difficult. Um, I was aware about the part of loving people. I knew I was supposed to do that. The part about being my own best friend never was on my radar until it had to be. Right. And, and and so my ignorance of that part of my life caught up to me. And, you know, 30 years ago, my world blew up. 
I I found myself not sleeping for an extended period of time. I mean, I was getting right. one hour a night for three months. Oh my goodness! Filled, wow, filled with anxiety, no appetite. You know, and I and food is always a big deal in our house. Uh, wow. eight, I have eight siblings, and uh, mom and dad always <laughs> made things from scratch and homemade, yeah. and nobody talked at dinner. Everybody just ate because if you, did, <laughs> if you talked, you were going to miss out on seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't want to eat for the first time in my life. I had no appetite. I was, wow. like I said earlier, filled with anxiety. I was having yeah. waves, just like waves of sadness hitting me and an incredibly deep awareness of pain on the mm -hmm. inside. Um, and, and so I'm, you know, Jim, I'm going through this. I'm pastoring this church and I'm dealing yeah. with the biggest crisis I've ever been in in my life. I, it was so bad that I thought I can't live this way anymore. So right. I, I thought, okay, what's the least painful way to end my life? And um, I, I, I devised a plan to do that. And I was at the stage where I was getting ready to write the note. Wow. To Laura. And, uh, and she somehow knew she needed to intervene she wow. knew i was in trouble she didn't know what was going on because back then jim there was really not a lot of language around wow. what i was going through in the church world um laura got me to a doctor got me to a counselor i was diagnosed with major depression and um and major depression brought my world to a sudden stop uh, it was, I, I always, I, I don't always, but a lot of times I describe it as slamming into a wall. Yeah. And, and, and so Jim, it's, I never signed up for this. I never dreamed that I would go through that. Can I use the word hellish and be okay? Sure. That hellish experience. Yeah. Um, And what I didn't realize at the time, Jim, is that, I wasn't, I, I felt like I'm the only person in the world that's ever gone through this, which is ridiculous, right? right? But that's what right. it felt like to me. What I didn't realize is that, you know, about 40 to 50 million people in the United States woke up this morning suffering with major depression. I didn't, I didn't realize uh, that this was a, 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 a common issue, a common problem. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, learning how to care for that internal thought pattern, emotional pattern in my life became um, life-saving. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Saved my life. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to imagine, John. I mean, I, I've heard you tell the story. I always want to ask a hundred questions. You know, because the, the man that I know now knows knows what the what the yellow lights might be on his dashboard before that red light goes off and the engine blows up. That's right. You know, and that that it's just unimaginable. I, I've never known you to be sad. A day that we've been friends for years, I've never known you one day to be sober, to have weight on you, but not to be sad, not to be in any way anything but hopeful. You know, about the future and the people around you. Yeah, I'm so sorry you went through that. And at the same time, look what God has done. Yeah. Because of that. Right. And and so thank God 
for the people that came into my life who yeah. cared for me, loved me, and listen, if you're watching or listening, taught me a new way to live. Yeah. We're trying to teach you a new way to live. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of things about depression I think we should understand. You know, sometimes depression comes as a result of a, an event, right? Yeah. It, or yeah. a series of events. Sometimes it's incremental. It just gradually yeah. builds over years. Um, yeah. You know, you can't will yourself out of this. It's it's That's not possible to will your way out of major depression. And, and it often comes, Jim, when you're not expecting it to. When I went yeah. through that 30 years ago, our church was growing. We had to add two right. services. I married right. Laura. You know, Laura is yeah. beautiful and wonderful yeah. and kind and just a great person. We have yeah. four boys. All the boys yeah. are healthy. Uh, we lived in a house that had a pool. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just like the American dream. Was, right. Yeah. Everything was good, but, but it's possible for everything in your exterior world to be at least seemingly healthy and great. And you yeah. can be a total mess on the inside. Sure. And listen, you might be listening and say, hey, I got a big church. You know, I'm doing great. Here's the scary thing is you can have a big church and you can be a total mess on the inside and that yeah. will catch up to you yeah almost every i think every time at some point it is going to catch up to you you are going to slam into a wall and i i would prefer and jim i know you feel the same way i would prefer you don't ever hit the wall because right. recovery <laughs> takes years yeah yes so i i, I want our listeners and our watchers to be thoughtful about this, Jim. Yeah, please. There, if if you're not depressed, thank God for that. Mm -hmm. But realize, as a leader, statistically, you're at high risk. Yeah. Um, and we. That's why we're devoting seven or eight podcasts in a row to the subject yeah. of mental and emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. Um. We want you to learn how to become your own best friend. And you might need the help of a coach to do that. You might need the help of a counselor to do that. Yes. I have a counselor. Yeah. I have coaches in my life. And, and you know what? I can't, Jim, I can't unpack my own stuff a lot of times. I've got mm -hmm. to have somebody else I can unpack yeah. that to you. So we're, <clears throat> we're appealing to you today. Um, to be preventive. Yeah. And if you're in the middle of depression, we're appealing to you also to tell you your life's not over. Yeah. yeah. That God's good. God wants to write another chapter in your story. One of redemption, one of, of taking the greatest pain in your life and turning it into something amazingly powerful. So we want to encourage you along those lines and, uh, Hopefully, these two pods have hit the mark. Right on. John, you, you said something I think it might be good for us to come back to. When when Laura somehow, I, I believe it's God, God showed her something wasn't right, and she she summoned whatever she needed to confront someone who I'm sure was hiding, you know, the pain and yeah. hiding the plan and hiding everything else. And God showed her, and she was courageous. Thank God that she she went through that. But you, you mentioned a, a physical doctor, a medical doctor. 
you what what else was it was it just a medical doctor did you see oh, counselors a counselor we're, we're a body soul and spirit so my right. assumption is you did something in all three avenues it wasn't just medicine or just prayer or just counseling it was you needed all three of them yeah. jim i could barely pray at the bottom yeah. of that depression sure. i could barely pray um but yes depression is a whole person issue yes and it needs to be addressed at multiple levels at the same time. Yes. So, yes, I went to my doctor. I went to a counselor. Laura put three couples in my life who were mm -hmm. safe, who knew how to pray, and who were fun. And that <laughs> became that became my crew for a year. And, and, and the other thing Laura did is she ran interference and kept the really dangerous people that were, wanted to finish me off away from me. Um, yeah. And so she, you know, without her in there, I don't know what God would have done, how God would have figured that out. But she was such uh, an important part of the healing process. And I, I don't think I don't think we'd be talking today if it wasn't for her. Right. Right on. But we thank God for your wife. We thank God mm -hmm. for the doctors, the counselors, the prayer, you know, the, the, your crew, you know, they came around you because it, I think if you're tired, you can take a nap. And if you're hungry, you can grab a sandwich. But if you are burned out and you are depressed, it's a nap doesn't help and a sandwich don't fix it. It, it is mm -hmm. a, a slow grinding process that gets you down to that point. And it, it can often be a slow grinding process to get you out. But um, right. again, look at look at what's happened. The, this this the thought of hopelessness, depression, suicidal ideations is my life is over with. But look look what God did. He took from the lowest point of your story, from that that deep misery, has now birthed I, this ministry. I, I believe with all my heart that Converge would not exist un, unless God had walked you through what you've walked through. Like this is if you have a right. life's message for me, it's recruiting people to releasing people, right? You know, why is greater than what for you? It's, it's mental health and well-being. And I, I just, I'm so grateful that God has, you've walked the journey through everything to come out the other side. And now you're, you're a leader uh, of, of leaders going through things. So God bless you. You're like, what was the lady's name that, that, that helped people escape from slavery? I'm talking about. And Frank. Uh, is that, is that now, Frank? now that'd be, no, that'd be a, oh, Harriet the, the Nazi stuff. Harriet Tubman. Yeah, yeah. You're the Harriet Tubman of mental health in the body of Christ. You're you because you keep coming back into into this to lead people back out of it. You're not saying, hey, mm -hmm. read my book. You're saying, hey, give me a call. Let's let me help you. As a matter of fact, can we just take a minute? How if someone's listening to this, you're like, well, that's nice for you, but I don't know you. And someone yeah. posted this on their social media or sent it to me. How, how would somebody listening actually get a get a hold of Harriet Tubman and have a walk with her? Well, the best way to get to us is through our website, convergecoach.com. Click on the contact us link, and that'll give you 30 minutes with our uh, somebody on our team. Could be me, could be yeah. one of the other coaches on our team who understand this issue in a deep way. Uh, and we will, uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes is all you need. Um, but if you need more, we're here to help. We're here to serve you. Well, John, our time is up. And yeah. uh, I'm so grateful for the transparency of your life. Because when, when one person in the room gets transparent and real, it lets everybody in the room do the same, you know? So yeah. I almost said, thanks for letting your hair down, but that's not, that's not the right phrase. Thanks for uh, being real 
<laughs> so our dear listeners and watchers we love you guys um man i hope this was helpful we we pray for you and believe that that uh here it is february and you are leading um in in one of the toughest seasons in one of the toughest seasons of leadership you're still here and and you're doing it and so we're here for you to help you along in your journey we're here for you if we don't have the answers we'll find someone who does but we will not let it go until until we've helped the people that god sends our way so god bless you and uh, know that you're loved and prayed for and keep going for it as we continue to, to serve you as you lead from alignment